Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Oh, well, hey, Joe. Howdy, Chris. So uh, we're a long distance talking here. Again. Yep, yep. So I am uh, coming at you, uh, coming at you, with you, coming, com- Com- no, coming, wait. coming with you? I'm coming, coming at you. <laughs> from my shed yes yeah from uh from uh the the scarborough said shed show mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. yep yep i thought we weren't going to be able to do this because it was raining real hard and lightninging and uh all for and like I was, 10 seconds yeah well i know it yeah it wasn't that bad but the lightning struck like real close to the house hmm. and i've been struck by lightning before and mm-hmm. let me tell you it's not fun so i was a little nervous about doing this in the shed but <laughs> But uh, I, I think we're good because it, it all stopped. Good. So good. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So let's hope a bird does doesn't fly in my face because I have to leave the shed door open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to go close it one time when I was uh, recording with someone, mm. and literally everything just stopped. Everybody was like, "Whoa!" Because it closed <laughs> off all the Wi Fi. Oh, nice. It's because <laughs> the, the lead paint. Yeah, all the lead paint in the in the shed. Yeah. Right. Right. And asbestos, you know, all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All that fun stuff. So uh, what you want to do today, Joe? I was thinking let's do something a little more relaxed. Sure. I mean, we, we kind of do relaxed subjects anyway. Yeah. But I thought let's talk about a an alcohol. That sounds good. That Relax we, and have a drink. Yeah, that we haven't ever discussed before, mm-hmm. namely Uzo. Right. Well, Joe, we made up some really good jokes the other night, and I forgot <laughs> what they were. Uh, I have mine written down. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it is... Uh, hopefully we will find the secret of the Uzo. Oh, hopefully we will. Mm-hmm. I had another really good pun, and I do not remember what it was. I don't remember either. Yeah. It, it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to get into it. I gotta say, I gotta say this: Uzo is a very Greek drink. It is. Yeah, it is specifically a Greek liquor. Now, I I've only ever known one Greek person in my life. To be honest with you. Hmm. And uh, that was when I met the guy um, in my very first job that I ever had. Did I ever tell you about it? Is this, is this our anecdote? Sure. Yeah, it's our anecdote. All right. Shoot. Cool. So let me just let me just do it. Um, the very first job I ever had was uh, when I was 14. And uh, I got a job working at George's. It was a little pizza shop and they had disco fries and all different kinds of stuff like that. When it came time for my very first night, I went I was working, I was cleaning all the dishes, I was cleaning everything down, and when I was done, the guy said, oh, just clean the stove area, and then you're done for the night. And it was like around 10, 10.30 at night, and uh, I was cleaning up the stove, and and uh, I, it was a little tiny, like one inch of like pizza sauce at the bottom of this uh, big bucket, and one inch of gravy at the bottom of this big bucket, and I, I dumped it out, and I cleaned everything up, and he came by, and he said, uh, where's the gravy? Where's the where's the sauce? Where's the red sauce? And I said, well, you told me to clean it up. I dumped it out. And he said, no, you freeze it. <laughs> you freeze it for the next day. <laughs> this is your first day working here. This is your last day working here. Wow. So my very first job, I got fired on my very first night, 10 minutes before I was supposed to leave, by one guy that was Greek. And I got to be honest with you. I haven't been fair to Greek people since, but um, but I hope today we'll make up for that. Okay. 
I just had this Greek thing, man. I, but you know what? Mm -hmm. As a cisgendered white man, <laughs> uh, right now in our lives, I think we're all dealing with learning our own biases mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right now. And that's what I hope to do by this episode by celebrating Uzo and uh, all the good tidings that come with it. Okay, great. Uh, so. I, I myself uh, love Greek food. This is my first time trying Uzo. Right. And uh, I don't know much about the culture, but I'm kind of open to whatever. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't even know that much about the culture until I started like reading a little bit about it or whatever. I, mm -hmm. I like Greek food. I like Greek salads, but I feel like that's like the tip of the iceberg of oh, Greekness. Yeah. That's, that's you like, know what I mean? Yeah, that's just getting in the door. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but anyway, you know, in these uncertain times, Joe, mm -hmm. uh, let's, uh, let's jump, jump on into Uzo. Sure. What you got for me? All right. So, Uzo is a neutral spirit, which is made from the, the byproducts of grapes after they've been used to make wine, mostly the skins and the stems. Mm -hmm. Now, there are other beverages that do the same thing. Right. Um, um, can I throw one out there? Sure. Grappa. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Grappa, which is an Italian drink. It's, uh, it's very much like the skins, the stems, and they just take it. and they, uh, it's, So, this stuff is kind of like comes from that. Yeah, but so it's the after, Greek version. Yeah, exactly. Right. So ouzo is mainly flavored with anise mm -hmm. and sometimes fennel, cardamom, and cinnamon uh, that can be added during distillation. And uh, I heard another one also, I think it's angelica root, mm -hmm. is another one that's very popular yeah, there, in a lot of the There are a handful, but those are the, the major ones that I found. Right. Joe, did you know, uh, very much like champagne, that um, that ouzo is only called ouzo if it comes from the ouzo uh, portion of Greece. Yeah, Chris. Uh, in 2006, Greece won the right to label ouzo as an exclusive Greek product, which means that no one else can make you know some knockoff and call it ouzo. Very right. much like Trappist beers. Exactly. Now, I, okay, I was joking about the Uzo region. That's not true. There is no actual Uzo region no, no. of Greece. There, but, is, um, there is a supposed home or birthplace, but we can talk about right. that a little bit later. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a little island. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have uh, lots of exports, Uzo mm -hmm. being one. Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say, uh, so yeah, Uzo is actually the national drink of Greece as well. True. Yeah. The first Uzo distillery was founded in 1856. Mm -hmm. Seems a bit late because the roots of Uzo date back to the 14th century. Right. It was a, a bunch of monks, right? Uh-huh. That's how they do. Just like Trappist beers. Its roots can actually be dated to a, a, a sort of brandy called Sipuro or Sipuro, T-S-I-P-O-U-R-O. I know the T is silent, but I'm not totally sure how to pronounce it. Yeah, it's it, it, it sounds like it's supposed to be pronounced like Sapporo. Right. But I know I know that that is a, that uh, is a, that's a, a Japanese, Japanese beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds but like I, I think it's very similar in, in how it's how it's pronounced. Even pronounced. Yeah. Right. But that's that was the original. I'd say the 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 proto Uzo, the grandfather of Uzo. Right. So those those monks, uh, those 14th century monks, they were they're the ones that basically made to see si, si mm -hmm. It's like the Greek grappa. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And uh, that was, they were living on Mount Athos at the time. Athos. Yeah, Mount Athos. Mm -hmm. So just a little, little, another little note I threw in. Yeah. The word Uzo has, of course, like many words in our languages, in all languages, uh, has a bit of a, (laughs) no one really knows where it came from. So I found three possible origins for the word Uzo. Some say it, it's derived from the Turkish word uzum, which is U with, with umlauts, Z, U with umlauts, M, which means grape. Right. Is it, that's the, isn't that the, that's the, like the Turkish word for grape? Right. Others say it comes from the term uzo masalia, which means for use in Marseille, which was stamped on crates of silkworm cocoons exported to Tyrannos in the 19th century. Now, I also heard something that was very similar to that, Joe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was um, that Uzo makers imported anise from Sicily and they came in, in jute bags, right? Mm-hmm. Is that very similar to what you were talking about? Right? right. Okay. So on the bags was anise uso per masalagia. Okay. Uh, or, and, and that basically it says for use by Marcel. And Marcel is a, you know, is in um, France. It's Marseille. Marseille. Marcel, Marseille. Whatever. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. They were very famous for their pasties. Now, a pasty is something that you put over your nipples. So, no, that's pasties. (laughs) Not those. those. (laughs) Pasties are are the alcoholic beverage that are very similar to to absinthe, which is like Mm -hmm. Pernod and Gerard and and things like that. So, uh, it was... So they basically, it was, and all that was the highest quality fennel that you could get. Mm-hmm. So, or anise, rather, anise. that you could get. Similar. And uh, to stress the high quality of their product, they referred to the Italian inscription, anise uzo, you know, anise uzo, anise uzo, and that's how they got the name. Now, we don't know whether this is actually how it happened. Right, but exactly. And I found another one that says it may have derived simply from the Greek word for smell, which is ozo, which is right. O-Z-O. Yeah, from its aroma, because it's a very strong, anise-smelling alcoholic beverage. Right, so, right. So there are yeah. many different possible origins for the word. Right. Ouzo was called the substitute for absinthe without the wormwood. And that happened when absinthe fell out of disfavor in the early 20th century, mostly because of the banning of most absinthe of the time. Because right. of the wormwood. Yeah. So uh, it, you have to think like the first, the first Uzo distillery, is like 164 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a Nicholas Kostastas. In 1856, he was the one that planted the first distillery, and that distillery still exists to this day. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, I mean, so it's 164 years old. So compared to like a lot of other like liquors and beers and stuff like that, really, it has a relatively short history. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. For for only being 164, like that's not. Yeah, as, you know, as Uzo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, obviously, it has um, uh, relatives that are older. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we're going to get into those. You know, obviously. Right. Uzo itself is is fairly young. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In in like liquor terms, <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like the rich history. In 1932, most Uzo producers of the region developed a method of distilling using copper stills. This, mm-hmm. is, this is back in the 30s, and that is like the standard, like the gold standard, or I guess the, the copper standard, 
right. still today is to, to distill in copper stills. Right. And uh, it has a name. I think it's Kastasti mm-hmm. is, is how it's pronounced. I think so. And a lot of people think that copper stills specifically keep uh, things like sulfur out of out of your liquor when distilling. And, and the reason for that is it, it, it actually sulfur will, will turn copper black. So mm-hmm. they say that it sticks to the copper so that, you know, next time you wash out the copper, it washes out that stuff, but it won't let it go into the batch, which is really good. I mean, you know, you, you don't want that. Right. But one of the one of the cool things I found out, Joe, I could not find in any of the writing or anything, but I was watching a video of these, you know, old guys that look like it was this little distilling hut from, <laughs> you know, that's been around for 100 years or something. Right. And they're they're sitting there and they're just smoking these big cigars and they're making this stuff. Well, they had one of the guys is explaining it in a thick Greek accent, you know, in English, you know, mm. and I'm very, very happy and <laughs> excited that I knew what he was talking about. But he he said that um, they were taking bread that they had made, you know, like a little bit of dough. Uh-huh. And they were taking it and they were putting it around the edge of the of the bottom of the pot. Okay. And then they once they were finished doing that, then they took the top of the pot or the the cone mm-hmm. of the castasis of the of the sti- of the pot still mm-hmm. that comes down with the with the, the copper wire. They right. were putting like it the, on top. The lembic area. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they were putting that bread around it is because the heat will actually bake the bread. And it'll cause it to completely seal. Nice, nice. So instead That's of cool. using rubber or vulcanized rubber or anything or like that, they were silicone. They were using bread that they use every single time. They put it on there. It bakes into place, and boom, there you go. You have a super tight seal. Craziest thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I had no clue. And unless I would have watched that one specific video, uh-huh. I wouldn't know that that's how some people do it that because I could really not neat. find it in writing anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think most of, of that part of the world, there are tons of little family things, little local traditions that are like that. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get too far, we should probably have some. Oh, yeah. You want to? I found two of the most common traditional ways to have ouzo. Now, I mm-hmm. bought a bottle. You bought a bottle. Uh, right. And since we're social distancing, uh, I dropped off some at your house and picked up some from your house. So we have right. the, we, we both have two versions of it. Right. Okay. Yep. So the, the two most common ways I found uh, was basically one, to drink it cold but not refrigerated. Mm-hmm. Place, you know, a, a couple of ice cubes in a small glass. Pour, a, a you know, about a finger's worth yeah, okay. of ouzo in the glass and then swirl it around and you're done. So just ouzo over ice and as it melts you'll have a little bit of reaction there which right. we'll, we'll we'll describe and the the second one i found is basically the same thing pour a small amount into a glass neat add a splash of ice cold water mm-hmm. and then enjoy so one right. has actual ice in it one has water that is ice cold now the difference that i heard between those two mm-hmm. is a lot of people say that they do not want to put Put it into ice directly, and the reason why they say this is because it'll form crystals. Okay. Now, if you listen to our absinthe episode, mm-hmm. uh, listeners out there, curiosos, you would know that there's thing, something called the louche. Yes, louching. It, it happens because of the anthol essential oils in primarily in this uh, anise. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. which is completely soluble in alcohol at 38% ABV or higher, but not in water. So what happens is they separate, boom, milky white cloud, 
you're you you've now you've caused an emulsification. Yes. Is what you've done. So did you want to try it with the ice first? Now I, I like I'm curious, am I am I gonna be able to see these crystals or I, I or know. not? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay. So you just want to pour it straight over ice? Yep. So let me uh which one do you which one are you doing? I don't know. We've got two different kinds. We've got yours, and then we've got the one that I got. I don't know. Which one do you want to go first? Uh let's do the twelve. Okay. Uzo twelve. So Uzo twelve, there you go for the camera. Now, Uzo 12 right. says... Yeah, I'll show mine to the camera here, Joe. This is great for the audio. <laughs> right. uh, mine's in a mason jar. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I know. I'm just teasing. So, Uzo 12, while you're doing that, uh, the back says, In 1880, Greeks who loved the real taste of Uzo preferred this special Uzo product. Stored in a barrel with the number 12, this Uzo 12 was born. To this day, only the finest herbs and seeds are harmoniously blended using the same secret recipe to ensure the exquisite aroma of an Uzo loved by generations of Greeks. Boom. Uzo 12. Uzo 12. (laughs) So this is just a splash over ice, right? Right. That's what I've got. It's loosened up already. It loosed all by itself. Oh yeah. Well, I I think that because it, it, it's kind of warm, mm-hmm. and you and you you put it over you know, freezing ice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it melts the ice pretty quick. Yeah, it does. I don't see any crystals though. I don't either. I think that that's uh, that's bunk. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe maybe it would form crystals if the. If the ouzo was already cold, like it was refrigerated, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that, you know, because it was like it would be super cold, and then you put it on ice, it makes it even colder. Oh yeah, maybe possibly. it would actually instead of loose, it would actually form crystals. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it I, smells great. Yeah, it smells like you know anise and black licorice. That's all I smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna give it a shot. All right. Here we go. Well, not a shot. Oh, Joe, we have to do the. Uh, do you know the traditional uh, Greek cheers? Uh, I can't remember it. What is it? It's. Stinyasas. 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 It means uh, to our health. Okay. Awesome. All right. Stinyasas. Wow. Oh, that's sweet. It's a little sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, especially with just the ice, you know. Right. It is definitely sweet. I like it. I could do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. Cool. It's it's very much like absinthe. I mean, and it, I, I mean... I wasn't a huge absinthe fan back in the day, mm-hmm. but um, but I'm I'm it's kind of growing on me, yeah. especially in things like Sazeracs and stuff like that, where you're not just drinking it, <laughs> you're using it as a component. Yes, it's a great component to things. Yeah, definitely it does you know? add a little bit of something. Right, and uh, you know, and so you know, I do like cocktails. Like I have a hard time like drinking things straight, but I I have been drinking a lot more cocktails lately. Good, Joe. Can I tell you? That there is a, uh, a, 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 what is it, a YouTube video guy mm-hmm. that does stuff. It's called How to Drink. Okay. Okay. And I'm just, this is there, we're, you know, not sponsoring him. He's not sponsoring us or anything. Sure. I'm just saying it's where I've been finding a lot of my cocktails. And he's just like, the dude, Greg, is just kind of like a bumbling idiot who loves to, like, make different cocktails. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, if you like to, you know, figure out different cocktails and stuff like that, he's great to watch. Cool. And he puts out like a new episode all the time. Awesome. Nice. Like like once a week or whatever. But uh, yeah, I'd like to go back and see maybe what Uzo's recipes he has, mm-hmm. you know, if anything. All right. So I wanted to get into like different uh, anise spirits. Sure. Let's do it. If you're okay with that. 
anise liquors around the world. Yeah, this is not not even so much around the world, Joe. They're mostly like I don't want to say like the Middle East right there. I I've got a whole list, man. But that's that's pretty much where they're all around, right? Yeah. They're all around. Like each one in that kind of area has their own stuff. So let's let's go through it. And if I miss any, mm-hmm. you can pop some out. Sure. You know, and we'll we'll see. Okay. Let's go. Let's start off with uh, Mastica, or as I like to call it, Macedonian Mastica. Uh, also Bulgaria. Oh, they, it's big in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Well, now the reason why I called it Macedonian Mastica, it's Macedonia has this really weird history with Greece as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like we have a there's a Macedonian country as well as Greece having a section, an area called Macedonia. Yes. So they've had like several fights over it until recently. I think it was like 2018. They finally got it figured out. Mm-hmm. And now you have, I believe it's, is it North Macedonia? I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. If it's not North Macedonia, I'm going to sound like an idiot. I can't remember. I looked right. at well, it like it, a week ago. So I can't, I can't right, remember. Yeah. So so, but uh, anyway, so they broke off with Macedonia, the country and the area, and they, they got it figured out, which is good. Mm-hmm. But that is around 43 to 45% usually. And it's distilled uh, wine when they add anise and they add locust honey. Oh. And, right. So that is how they, how, like how that one is flavored. Hmm. You also have, of course, like we had talked about before, Sapporo. Yep. Sapporo, the, 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 the originator. Now, now that was a much much higher proof, right? But that was also flavored with anise as well. Yes, it just wasn't sweetened. Now you have also rocky, or I believe it's it might be just called rack, but it's R A K I. Yeah, I wasn't sure it was racky or 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 rack rack. Yeah, right. So that's um that's really like of Turkish descent, mm-hmm. and that's and like basically around eighty percent, and it's also known when you when you do the louche. It's also known as the lion's milk. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and I've heard that that one's one, that one is one that uh, has like a lot of different cocktails and stuff like that. But a lot of these are drank the same way mm-hmm. with, with just like water and, you know, the alcohol. So a lot of the time they're diluted more when they're a higher proof. Mm-hmm. And when they're a lower proof, they're diluted less. You know, gotcha. like they just drank over ice if they're a lower proof. If they're a higher proof, they're drank with a lot, lot more like cold water. Mm-hmm. You also have, uh, of course, we had mentioned earlier, pasties, 40% or so alcohol. They're sweeter than absinthe and, of course, no warm wormwood. Right. And those are of uh, from France. Yes. So a little, they come little from further France. away. Right. You have uh, also 38% Sambuca. Oh, yes, Sambuca. Mm-hmm. Sambuca yeah. is 38 to 40%. That is an Italian drink. It's 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 the, the, the only other thing that Italians drink besides wine, right? <laughs> There's some beers and stuff over there. There's oh, they drink Peroni too. Is that <laughs> sure. I'm just, all right? I'm just teasing. Yes, all of the, all of the Italians I know. That's I'm just giving them a good fun I job know. right there. Yeah. So, ooh, did you hear that lightning? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Fun thing I found out about sambuca. A lot of people they there's like a whole bunch of different roots that kind of sound like sambuca. Apparently, none of them are actually in it. Uh, huh. Apparently, the guy who made the drink named sambuca after Sambucelli. Sambucelli were what they called these people who were like, uh, like um, salesmen, just sort of like like street food vendors. Okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what they actually served was they served a mix of water and anise seed, 
mixed together. So it was nice and cold and refreshing. Mm-hmm. And they sold it down, like down by the docks and stuff like that. So like, you know, people would, would be working hard and they would come by and they would come by the Sambucelli and they would drink water with anise seed in it. And it would be super refreshing and cold. Okay. So like that's a why he named it. Or an iced tea stand yeah, or any, anything exactly. like that. Okay. And that's cool. why he named it Sambuca because it was very similar to the flavor of, of those you know, of that, of that drink. Right. Uh, then you also have Arak. Yes. So that's a like really big in Lebanon and Syria. Arak is also actually the national drink of Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Also Jordan, Israel, Palestine, and parts of Turkey. And you know, that what's funny is like all of these drinks are drank in all, all of those areas, mm-hmm. but some of them, they're a little harder to find. Some of them they are easier to find, but yeah, but these are all so very similar. Mm-hmm. Eric is like 40 to 65%. So big range on that one. Right. Um, and it's also f- not only flavored with anise and fennel and all these other things that we're talking about, but also uh, dates, plums, and figs oh, uh, nice. are, are what's used to like sweeten it a lot of the time. Hmm. And then of course, absinthe. Right. L- like we had talked about, uh, it was outlawed in 1915 in France. And uh, and that's how like, you know, Uzo came about in what was it, eighteen sixty something? Yes. Like we had mentioned, go back earlier in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it it had a tendency to fill those you know those same flavor veins, mm-hmm. you know, but didn't have any of the wormwood. Right. And then of course the the weirdo outlier that I have, Joe, which is Aquafit. Yes. Uh, the the weird outlier, and the reason why it is the weird outlier is because it's from Scandinavia. Okay. Aquavit is uh, is the national spirit of, of Scandinavia, and uh, even though it has fennel in it, caraway is actually the main flavor ingredient of it. Oh, but it has a lot of fl- fennel in it, hmm. but it also does the the luching and 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 you know and stuff just like all of the other anise flavored drinks do. Yes. So did I miss any? Uh, I found a couple other ones. So there's yeah, let's hear them. Anisette or anise from Spain. Right. There is a gardent, uh, and that's from Colombia. And there is Mistra from Rome. Hmm. And all, all of them have anise as like the main component. Those big anise flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it's it's really strange that like all of this kind of like Roman sort of area, like how big it is there. Yeah. You know? It's just it's really amazing. Yeah, definitely. So do you want to try the uh the other style? Yeah, let's do it. So okay, so I've got a cup here with ice in it. And ice cold water. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna dump so, the ice out. Here's my problem, Joe, is I didn't finish my first glass, so now I feel like I just need to chug it down real quick. Sure, do it. And get to the next one. Yeah. Whew. Stinyasis. <laughs> Oof. All right, here we go. Okay. So So will you put ice cold water in there first? Uh, yeah, so basically no ice. Just ice cold water. Right. Which I have. Good. So uh, that was Uzo 12 was the last one. Mm-hmm. This new one is Uzo of Plomari. Okay. So this is the bottle you gave me. It's a little bit more classy yes. than the mason jar I gave you. Yeah, this is Uzo, uh, Uzo of Plomari. Now, this actually comes from Plomari, which is a, a little town uh, that is um, right next to the oldest distillery. Mm-hmm. And uh, of uh, it, the little town is called Plomari. Yes. That is where that oldest distillery is from, as well as this, this distillery here. Mm-hmm. And this one was in 1894. So this one was like 40 years after 
the first distillery. Nice. So do I put it in ice afterwards? No, no. It's basically just ice cold water and a, and a splash of, yep, there you well, go. Well, here's my louche. Yeah. All right. Stignosis. Let's give it a little sip. Still sweet. It's sweet, but that it's one's a lot more smoother. smooth. Yeah, it's smoother than the 12. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, 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 that, comparatively, mm-hmm. I like this one a lot better. Yeah. Um, also, this um, Uzo do Plum, Plumas, mm-hmm. Plumari, excuse me, Uzo do Plumari. This is uh, a couple of uh, cool things about it. The logo is really neat. Mm-hmm. It's got like this little little wheel. Looks like it's flying. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, right on. Yeah. With little wings. Mm-hmm. Also, if you'll notice the very top of it, it has a cork. Yes. This is the so only it's... Uzo that is corked. Uh, no. No? No. Look. Does yours have a cork? Cork. That's a fake cork, Joe. Well, I'm this is saying, actual cork. but it's not a twist off. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real cork. Yes. Real cork. I, this is the only Uzo that is made with real cork. Nice. Is what I've, what I've read, Joe. I yes. read that from, from a guy who's a, <laughs> from who's a guy. fanatic. So apparently, uh, Palmari is said to be the birthplace of Uzo. Right. Do you know what island Palmari is on, Joe? Uh, the island of Lesbos. The island of Lesbos. Mm-hmm. Also, where they, where they, um, that's where lesbians are from, right? <laughs> no. That's not from. No, that's where the name came from. Yes, that is where the because name came it, from. Wasn't it like, like some kind of ancient Homer myth or something like mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Is where it, yeah. But it, so. it, they, they don't all spawn from the island. Are you sure about that? No. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Right. I don't know. I've known a few lesbians in my life, <laughs> and uh, they never talked to me about lesbos. I don't know. Maybe it's a secret. Oh, it's like Wonder Woman. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what it is. I think that that I think that's very similar uh-huh. to, to what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so on Palmieri, there is a museum dedicated to Uzo, and it's called the World of Uzo. Right, and that is at this Uzo of Palmieri. Yeah, uh, distillery. Uh, distillery. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. in conjunction with the distillery, and uh, that's kind of neat that there is a museum dedicated to Uzo. You know, at that distillery, mm-hmm. you can actually see the first Amblick still, the very first Amblick still. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's the one like with the like it's a pot still cone that has a the thing right. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it was constructed in Constantinople and used to make the very first formula of Uzo. Nice. So I mean. Yeah, it's it's just like I would imagine if I were in Greece, I would definitely want to travel around the Isle of Lesbos mm-hmm. and check it out. You yeah, know? it'd be really fun. It's kind of like when we went to the uh, the Guinness factory over here and, and, you know, right. Just outside of Baltimore. Yeah. Now, Joe, when you were reading different things about the Uzo, did you hear about uh, about these little small plates? Uh, the Mezzis? The, yeah, Mezzis, or mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was like a longer word. It was like Meztakas yeah. or something like that. There, there's a couple and, different versions of it, yeah. Right. Now, Uzo isn't supposed to be a aperitif. It's not supposed to be a digestive. <laughs> right. It's uh, kind uh, of in the or, middle. Right. Now, what a lot of people consider it, they consider it like if you're going to be drinking Uzo, the idea, the ideal way mm. from, what I, what I, from what I've read is that you you eat it with these small little plates, very much like tapas, and they're called mezzis. Right. And you you have each time you get around, you get a mezzi. So mm-hmm. you could have it could be like sea urchin, you know, it could be mm-hmm. little sardines, sardines. Mm-hmm. yeah, little little fish plates. A lot Mushrooms. of the time it's right. 
it, a lot of the time it's very like you know that kind of umami sort of stuff like fishy things well, like that and and it's a very coastal oriented right place greece so you know, exactly stuff from the sea yeah it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. you're you're drinking this uh this ouzo along with it and it's kind of like each one of these little mezzies that you eat it, it washes your palate off mm-hmm. you know because it's so it's so minty i wouldn't say minty but yes i, I understand what you're well, saying well anise is anise is in the same sort of like the same like you know that same minty sort of area right i mean anise, i don't think so but you don't think so mm-hmm. anise fennel mint you don't feel like they're the same sort of thing they're mm-hmm. that same that same kind of like menthol uh there's a there's a bit of menthol but no i think black licorice and mint are completely two different things i don't know i they they feel refreshing to me well yeah you no know? i'm not saying they're not refreshing yeah that's what i'm saying that so i in 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 my like flavor palette yeah. in my my flavor brain mm-hmm. i put all of those in a very specific sort of area that are like minty freshness sort of flavors sure you know yeah so but right. you know one of the things that i've noticed recently um i have all kinds of stuff growing in my garden right now mint and uh, uh basil and and you know just like i have all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and one of the things i've been doing recently is on a saturday morning i get up and i make an omelet and i've been making an herb omelet mm-hmm. i take every herb i take uh i'll take the you know the mint and you know just everything oregano all of it and i I chop it all up and i put it in an omelet and i thought mint would be weird right Mm -hmm. but let me tell you once it's in there with all the other herbs it mellows out it it mellows out and it's not like you're it's not like you're like chewing a piece of gum and eating (laughs) eating like eggs eggs at the same time which is what i was worried about right (laughs) Right. but it's not it actually like it's really quite delicious good good you know so just wanted to throw that out there All right, kids, so we have a Zazzle account now. So do you remember when we did that Kentucky Meat Shower t-shirt? Mm-hmm. We have a Kentucky Meat Shower t-shirt up on our Zazzle account. That's right. And that Zazzle account is www.zazzle.com backslash Curioso Podcast. And we're going to be making sure we put that out there so you guys can see it. And we're going to continue to put some other merchandise up on it. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out and get some shirts. Because we need to keep the lights on. We need to keep that... Uh, Curioso thing curious. And we just need to keep that bandwidth flowing. So if you could buy some merchandise and uh, that'll help us pay for the bandwidth, we would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, and if your friends ask you where you got that shirt or what it means, tell them. Tell them about Curioso Podcast. Tell them how much you love it. Tell them how much you love me. And you like Chris. What? What? You're such a jerk. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Curiosos. Free State Guitar. At Free State Custom Guitars, our specialty is guitars, modifications, custom paint jobs, logo designs, repairs, and much more. You can now own the guitar you've dreamed of. Check out our signature series, Guitars Made by Musicians for Musicians. Visit us at freestateguitars.com and follow us on Twitter at FreestateGTRS. If you're ready to rock, we're ready to rock with you. I made a cocktail. Mm, looks good. With uh, the ouzo. And I made, <laughs> made my, hey, Jenny. W- my wife Jenny one too. So uh, <laughs> we're going to try them real quick, then I'll explain what's in it. Okay? Sure. 
What do you think? Mm. It tastes like candy, like licorice candy. Yeah. Which I like. A lot of people don't, but I do. I like it too. I like uh, I like jelly beans and stuff like that. So what is? I drink that. Okay. Cool. Again. Yeah. What What is in it? Okay. So, I didn't find a lot of cocktails. Mm -hmm. Um, I found one. uh, Well, I'll tell you mine first. Sure. One is in my little handy dandy bar book, um, which has us as my marker. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so it is called the Never on Sunday. Oh, okay. So it is two ounces of Matakis, which is also a Greek liqueur. It's a lot. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, it's 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 uh, anise flavored, but very very mild and not sweet. Okay. Um, so there's two ounces of that, one ounce of ouzo. Uh, quarter ounce of lemon juice, a couple of dashes of bitters, three ounces of chilled champagne, and three ounces of ginger beer, poured over ice in a highball glass, and served oh, with a lemon wedge. Well, it looks great, Joe. Mm-hmm. I wish I had one over here. I might have to try and make one up. I don't They're have any mixtaca, though. So It's not terribly expensive. It's like 20 bucks. You know? Yeah. So since Jenny likes them now, now I know I didn't waste the money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so just something that I wanted to throw out at how I, I just meant to mention this before, how we were talking about all of the all of the different types of like anisette, anise kind of flavored alcohols. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like it's a whole branch, uh, yeah. like a whole branch off of the family to itself. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when you think of to me, when you think of like like whiskey, okay. scotch. You know, uh, rye whiskey, bourbon, tequila. All, right. Well, tequila is. It's all agave. Traditional, agave. traditional tequila is all agave. Right. But, but that's what I'm saying. Tequila, I think, is a branch on its own. Like tequila and mezcal and all that other stuff mm-hmm. is, almost, is like a branch on its own. Like that, that's their family branch. Okay. And scotch bourbon, uh, what was I saying? Scotch bourbon. Like rye whiskey. Rye whiskey and and uh, and just regular whiskey like Irish whiskey, all that. They're mm-hmm. they're their own branch as well, you okay. know. So and then you of course you have like your brandies, mm-hmm. which are their own branch. And there's so many different kinds. Like Applejack being like our favorite, yeah, one of those, you know. But but you have your different brandies, and that's like a family. But I think of all these, but I, you know, they don't have like a name for them, you know. You can't just say like it's whiskey. Like you, if you say whiskey. You know, you, you kind of know you could be like rye whiskey or bourbon or, you know, it, it, that, that's all whiskey. You right. know? Well, but, Applejack is, a, is technically a brandy. But that's what I'm saying. You could say like Applejack brandy or just Applejack, mm-hmm. but you could say a brandy and you could mean Applejack. Yeah. It, it's in that family. So you're you know? saying if you say I want an anise, an anise flavored drink. And, and, right. You know, anise flavored liqueur. It doesn't have a. It doesn't have like a name for the branch of the family. Gotcha. I feel like it should. And I, I really thought that like an, what do they call it? An anisette mm-hmm. was it, but it, but it's not really. It's like I really thought that that would like encompass everything. But that's really more of like the sweet cordial type of of version of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't also encompass the version that's you know the higher proof with like not no like sugar involved yeah. you know so it's it's i don't know it's just it's sort of hard to 
you know, to like figure out. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely an interesting drink. And if you like black licorice flavors, fennel, those kinds of things, I think you guys would get a kick out of trying Uzo. Right. I think so too. I think it's really good. I, I very much enjoyed it. And, um, I think I'm going to uh, I'm going to have to start drinking it because I have like a whole bottle. of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> the only pop culture thing I know is there is a, a chef on I think it's Food Network. Her name is Kat, uh-huh. Kat Cora. And she used to be on Iron Chef, I believe. Mm-hmm. And every time she would win or finish a, a round or a battle or whatever, she'd right. drink a shot of Uzo. And I was like, well, I didn't you know, I knew of it. I just never had it. Just as like a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I remember Kat Cora. I've seen her before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, just also pop culture. Uh, of course, you know, there's my big fat Greek wedding. Did they have Uzo in that? Oh, they drank Uzo throughout the entire I, wedding. I've never seen it. I've seen a bunch of, tra- you know, travel shows. Anthony Bourdain, he went to, to Greece a couple different times in like all of his different travel shows. Right. And also, Joe, I got a little more pop culture for you. Mm-hmm. From Russia with love. Now, Did they have Uzo in that? I've never actually. I, well, the I'm not Pier, saying I haven't Pierce seen Brosnan, it. Right? Uh, no, I no, don't know. No, I'm thinking of uh, Die. No, I'm pretty sure from Russia with Love actually was Connery. That is Connery. Yeah. No, I'm I'm getting confused with uh, what is it? Die tomorrow something today. Well, apparently he um, as soon, he he actually had a layover mm-hmm. in uh, in Greece. And, of course, the first thing that he did to calm his nerves off of getting off the plane was have a big uh, shaker full of... uh, A giant glass of Uzo, please. Right. (laughs) Followed by a giant glass of water Mm -hmm. to chase it down with. Sure. And then apparently later on, he was was at some... hmm? Throwing up? No, no, no. Then he went actually later on, and I I know... I I don't know if I want to call it like aroma encampment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call it the other name. Some people find it uh, very offensive. Okay. An encampment of uh, indigenous nomadic people. Okay. So, sure. Uh, so uh, he was at uh, this encampment, and then he drank uh, a big glass of Rocky. Racky. Mm-hmm. Or Rack. And uh, when he did, of course, he was commenting on how it tastes like exactly the same, mm-hmm. which it's not the same, but he was commenting on it because they're very similar in right. flavors. With the so, flavor. Right. Yeah. So uh, just uh, pointing that out. That's another thing. I also need to watch um, From Russia With Love because it has Robert Shaw in it. Oh, it does. He's apparently one of the villains. Mm-hmm. And Dana is now obsessed with Robert Shaw. Really? After watching uh, She Saw Jaws for the first time. Hmm. Yeah. So now she's obsessed with him and she wants to see all the movies that he's in. And he's in From Russia With Love. So yes. I'm going to have to watch that for the Uzo references as well as Robert Shaw. Sweet. So... <laughs> Uh, and it's funny because this, I mean, this, all these drinks, they, they kind of make me want to, to like go to the next Greek fest when it's in town. Right. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. I'm going to, that's what I want to do. I'm going to go to all these different little festivals this mm-hmm. year if, you know, or next if, year when, if, if, when I, I get some kind of vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, cause Masaka is good and, and Spanakopita is good and Tatsiki. Right. I, I'd put that on everything. Yeah. So, yeah, but we've, you know, we've gone to a couple of different, we went to the Polish festival and then Lithuanian festival. Oh, the Lithuanian festival, festival, of course, Mm -hmm. yeah. I've gone to the Irish one. So it's like, come on, I got to start branching out and do some more stuff. Yeah, do some of the other ones, Mm -hmm. some of the other multicultural ones. Heck yeah. So, all right, well, uh, Joe, thank you. uh, Thank you so much. And uh, uh, Upa. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curioso podcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. I literally have all of the drinks next to me right here, so... Cool. Yeah, I just wanted to grab just something to, to chase just in case I hate everything. Oh, yeah. I get that. Give me one second, Joe. I got Sammy. He's just, just like standing right in front of me. So I'm going to ask him what he needs. Sure. Okay. What's up? No, I'm good. Thank you, though. I have Uzo. Okay. All right. I'm recording with Mr. Joe. So love you. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. You want to get started? Yeah, let's get started. Okay. I, uh, okay. Well, let's get started and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Okay.